Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. And we're back on Dealing Together, where we help good people who fell for bad deals. First caller? I had to buy three identical sweaters to get the fourth free. Ooh, you got fleeced. Next caller, what's your deal? I paid for 20 tanning sessions, but had to use them in a month. Now I'm orange. Ooh, you got burned. Next caller. I traded in my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24+. Plus. Hmm, how's that bad? I got to choose from their best plans. So what went wrong? Nothing went wrong. And you're calling to... To request a song? You want a song. Of course. The choice is yours. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. This is Lee Habib, and this is Our American Stories. And we tell stories about everything here on this show, from the arts to sports and from business to history and everything in between, including your stories. Send them to OurAmericanStories.com. That's OurAmericanStories.com. Your stories are some of our favorites. And today, Robbie brings us the story of Fawn Weaver. Here's Fawn to tell us her story. It's time to make a change. My father was one of the original Motown hit makers. There were always Motown folks in the house. Everywhere you would turn, there were gold and platinum records and, and a billboard that now just tracks the top you know, 100 or top 200 hits. They used to track producers in the nation and who had the most hits. And, and I remember looking at one of the placards one day and going, hey, my dad was the number two producer in the nation. But the, the irony is, is that even though we always had these people around, 
We were not a part of it. The year that I was born, 1976, my father decided not to sign another contract with Barry Gordy's and Motown. Not, not for any reason that you might hear out there in regard to Barry's contracts and 360 deals and all the rest of that stuff. My father was one of a, a very few number of those in the very, very beginning that may, always maintained his masters. It truly was just, he felt as though he had been called to ministry and away from the music business. So if you can imagine that the year that I was born, my mother and father had this um, massive home on the top of the hill in Hollywood Hills, and all the celebrities would come to their home. He'd throw these huge parties and all the rest of that. And then he decides, I am going to not sign another contract. I've been called by God. God will make a way for everything. Well, meanwhile, he doesn't have money coming in. So you have two people who decided, all right, God called us. We're going to leave all the money that we have been making, but we still have all these bills. <laughs> we still have this lifestyle. We still have these fancy cars. And so they, it was an interesting time because if you can imagine the amount of stress that they were then under, because you've got all these bills, you have all these people that are looking at you as being this wealthy family. Uh, but meanwhile, you don't really have gas for your car. And they had this uh, store at the bottom of the hill called, I think it was called the Country Mart. They had a grocery tab there where they would get all their groceries and, you know, put it in the book and then they would pay at the end of the month and keep going. And, and so they did that for several months after this transition. And, and finally the store owner said to my dad one day, Hey Frank, I've noticed you've not paid your bill in a while. And so my parents had to figure out, all right, we, we, we feel like we've been called by God to minister to the people that are in the industry where we used to be, but we don't have the money to pay for basic necessities. And this was the life I was born into. <laughs> and so they sold their home in Hollywood Hills. They moved to Pasadena. And so we grew up in this beautiful home where people thought we had all this money, but then we didn't really have furniture and we didn't have sort of basic stuff. And uh, I remember learning for the first time that we actually technically on paper had money because we were, we would go to school every day. We'd have like these terrible lunches with, you know, nothing good. And I wanted to get food like all the other kids. And they had like these lunch cards where they got all of the best foods every day. And so I went back to my mom and I said, hey, you know, the kids, they get these great lunches. We have these terrible lunches. If we don't have money, can I just get those lunches? And my mom said, we can't because we make too much money for those. And I was like, what are you talking about? We don't have any money. So that, that, was, my, uh, that was my upbringing of absolute confusion. Really, I, I look back at that and it formed every aspect of how I live, of how I do business, of my marriage, of every part of it, because I require equality from every person, no matter your background, no matter your race, no matter how much money you came from or have, everybody is equal and that is how I treat everyone. There is no delineation for me. And I think the more I live, the more I realize that that's a gift because a lot of people count themselves out, meaning they will not go for the job or they won't start the business or they won't bet on themselves because they have these fears that I simply do not have. It was an odd situation to be in where people on the outside are looking at us and are like, yeah, those Wilsons have a lot of money, but inside we're doing flips and cartwheels in this massive size living room because there's really nothing in it but a piano <laughs> and, and, and a, you know, and a plug-in TV. It's funny because I am, I am utterly unimpressed with people in general, including myself. And I think that's because of the way that I grew up. Like I don't, I, I have been in the room with 
sitting presidents of the United States and I call them by their first name. And uh, my husband, he said, babe, you're supposed to call them president so-and-so, but I'm not wired that way because I grew up with Uncle Stevie and Uncle Smokey. I did not, I didn't grow up in such a way where I saw people at, on levels. Everybody to me was equal. And my father had this amazing gift of treating the president the same exact way as he treated a janitor. And so I have taken that with me. And so I don't show any more respect for a person that is at the top than I do that's at the bottom, which very much so confuses people at the top, I think. I'm sure it does. And you're listening to Fawn Weaver, her dad, Frank Wilson, impresario at Motown Records, and just suddenly drops the hammer and says, we're living for God. And so much for the material world, we'll figure it all out. But it gave her a tremendous sense that she had nothing to fear. And my goodness, it's the greatest gift you can give a kid is to take away irrational fear. It's a disease, actually, fear. It can paralyze all of us. And what a gift a dad could give a daughter to treat presidents and janitors the same. More of this remarkable voice, Fawn Weaver's story on Our American Story. Folks, if you love the great American stories we tell and love America like we do, we're asking you to become a part of the Our American Stories family. If you agree that America is a good and great country, please make a donation. A monthly gift of $17.76 is fast becoming a favorite option for supporters. Go to OurAmericanStories.com now and go to the Donate button and help us keep the great American stories coming. That's OurAmericanStories.com. And we're back with Our American Stories and with the story of Fawn Weaver. Her father had left the music industry after having a successful producing career at Motown Records so that he and his wife could go into ministry. Fawn was thrown into the confusion because her family appeared to have money, but of course really didn't. However, the lessons she learned, particularly about equality, they stick with her to this day. We return to Fawn to hear about what it's like to be the kid of a minister. I tease my parents, my father when he was alive, but I still tease my mother that we were his, uh, their pastor's guinea pigs. And so, so pretty much because they, they came from being in the entertainment industry with wild parties and sex and, and drugs and rock and roll and all the rest of that stuff. And then you come into this Southern Baptist type of situation, like out of all of the denominations to choose, they chose Southern Baptist. I absolutely would not listen to anybody. <laughs> the, unless, unless you could actually make the argument to me as to why what you are saying is correct or why what you are saying I should do, I would not do it. And so I had authoritative parents who said, well, you should do it because I said to do it. I go, yeah, so that's not gonna work for me. I'm gonna need you to tell me the thinking behind why you're telling me to do what you're doing. So needless to say, I bumped heads with my parents uh, more than a little bit. And it, it really came to a head when I was 15 years old and I left home. And I left home and I moved in with some folks that were in the projects, uh, an area in Watts called Jordan Downs. So there are sort of two projects, main projects. One was home of the Grape Street Crips, which is where I was. And then across the way was Nickerson Gardens, home of the Bounty Hunter Bloods. And so I, at 15 years old, move into this environment, not really knowing anything about it, only knowing that these kids at high school, they had parents that let them do whatever they wanted. and I wanted freedom <laughs> and I wanted to make my own decision. So I move into the hood and realize very quickly, number one, uh, the hood has a lot of cockroaches. <laughs> I had never seen those before. But the second thing was I realized very quickly how I did not fit in. And I did not fit in and, and for a couple of reasons. One of which my, my grandmother is from Germany. Uh, my grandfather was fighting in World War II and he was stationed in Germany. My grandmother is a blonde haired blue eyed woman growing up under Hitler's regime who does not see things the way that Hitler saw them, obviously, because she fell in love with my grandfather. Uh, she couldn't speak English. He couldn't speak German. 
And the entire time they were alive, neither one of them could explain how in the world they got together when neither one spoke the other's language. And so they got married. They had my mother, and my mother's very fair skinned as, as a result of that relationship. So then I am not fair skinned, but I've got, you know, bright green eyes and light colored hair. Um, and, and so when I moved into Jordan Downs, I didn't realize I looked different, but I was at a concert at, in the projects one day and literally the guy from stage, he's rapping and I'm enjoying, and he looks me dead in the eyes with all these people around. And he says, we have a half breed in the house. I didn't even know what a half breed was. And, and I'm looking around and everyone's looking at me and it was a very pivotal moment for me because I realized, okay, I don't, I, I, I don't fit in. And I did not realize I didn't fit in. So I'm in an environment where I'm surrounded by African-Americans, but realized they didn't see me uh, as fully African-American. And that was an interesting lesson. So I go from there and I go and I, I stay with another person who I had met through school, similar situation. And, uh, and then she had a abusive boyfriend who came over with a knife one day. So that didn't work out. And so I moved at the age of 17, almost about to be 18 into a home called children of the night. But I didn't fit in there either because children of the night is specifically a homeless shelter for people who were prostitutes and people have been trafficked and things of that nature. And so I'm in this environment because it's the only place that had a bed for me. And rather than go back home where I would, you know, go toe to toe with my parents, I really wanted to set out on a life of my own. So I made that decision. But children of the night, when you turn 18, you must move. And so as soon as I turned 18, I moved to a place called Covenant House, which is an amazing organization for kids who are 18 and older who find themselves homeless for whatever reason. There's no judgment. So we're all in this, this location, Covenant House. And they had a program where it's set up where you go out every day and you look for a job. And you come back and if you get a job, they hold your money for you, basically in a savings account to allow you to save for your own place, which I absolutely loved. There were two things that I discovered while being at Covenant House. Uh, number one, the, the current theme of I didn't fit in and I, I did not seem to be the same as the people around me. And I learned that on my first day of being there, we all had to go out and look for jobs. And so we all went out, we looked for jobs, we came back and we sat around this sort of campfire. And this, I mean, this is not a small organization. This is over a hundred kids that are, or, you know, 18 to I'd say early twenties. We're all sitting around at least a hundred of us. And everyone is talking about their challenges of getting a job that day and how they weren't able to get a job that day. And I literally sat silent. And the reason I sat silent is I went out to get a job and I came back with four. And the second thing that I discovered is in my relationship with money, I didn't care about it other than to have the ability to have, to be able to be free and to have my own place and things of that nature. So I saved up money very quickly and was able to move out because every day I went to multiple jobs and I saved my money and I went out, I was able to get my own place and to begin uh, living my own life. But that was my road through my teenage years, <laughs> through my teenage years. And then I started my own company. After saving money and working multiple jobs, rather than going and working for someone else, I realized, hmm, so far I've not been like everyone else. I've been a leader in every single situation I've been in since I was a kid. I think this is the way I'm wired. And so I started a PR and special events firm. And not surprising because of the circles that I was in, that when I did special events, there was usually some type of celebrity involved in it. And so in that regard, I definitely had a, a head start 
in that I also, the, my office was actually my father's office in Pasadena. He wasn't using it and it was just sort of a vacant office. I said, hey, I'm gonna start a business. Can, you're not using this office. Can I, <laughs> can I take it over for my own company? And so that is, that is what I did and that's how I began. I was quite young and like most young people you don't know what you're doing and so you're going to fail a few times before you actually get it right in that instance i hired i think i think i had 10 people working for me before i was like 20. <laughs> it was just absolutely absurd and so i've 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 learned how to do things better to say the least leaving home so early and having to really fend for myself it gave me a, a, I think it underscored the confidence that I already had. And I don't think that that would have happened if I had gone the normal route of staying at home until I was 18 or 17 and going to college and four years in college and, and going that path. I don't think that the way that I look at life, my optimism in looking at everything and saying, no matter how difficult things are, they can absolutely get better and they will get better. And I know this cause I've been there. And so having that background, I think allows me to be, my husband refers to me or when he's describing to me to other people, he'll, he'll refer to me as unflappable. And I think that that comes from that upbringing and everything that I saw once I left home. And you've been listening to Fawn Weaver and Unflappable Indeed. My goodness, to, to leave home at that age and to experience what she experienced and to do it, well, just to do it. When we come back more on this remarkable story, Fawn Weaver's story, here on Our American Story. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- craft month with the perfect pizza at home class from craftsy and anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Hey guys, LeVar Arrington here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck, like a rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design. The Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max Hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma 
delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. And when you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Are you ready to share some joy and celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's has partnered with iHeart for Women Take the Mic, treating you to the most uplifting and empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So grab a handful of that creamy deliciousness, kick back and spread some positivity into the world from smashing glass ceilings to breaking records in sports on stages and at the box office. Women are crushing it in every way imaginable. And with peanut butter M&Ms by your side, relax and keep listening to women take the mic podcasts as you dance your way through inspiring stories, share laughs and savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&Ms and the unstoppable force of women. Happy International Women's Day. And we're back with the conclusion of Fawn Weaver's story here on Our American Stories. She was born to Motown royalty, but left home at an early age, realized she was different, and not just different, but like didn't fit in anywhere. By the age of 20, having forged an identity of her own, she decided to own her own company, and that's so impressive, meeting payroll at the age of 20, and has been an investor and business owner ever since. Here she is to tell us about her career. I think that failure is is an incredible teacher. Now, don't get me wrong. I, I think success is a better teacher. However... <laughs> I do believe that there are certain lessons that those who fail early on, on my phone, the very first picture that is on there, if you open up my album says, fail harder. And I have this true belief that if you wake up every single day and you give every day your all, and you are not afraid to fail, what you're able to achieve is remarkable. And I wake up and, and uh, folks will look at the way that I do things and, and think that I am fearless, which is, a, which is not true. That's not accurate. I am not fearless. I simply do not allow fear to dictate what I do and do not do. Every morning when I wake up, I am very clear about why I am here. And to have that purpose-driven life is one of the greatest gifts, I think, any of us are given if we really lean into that. So for me, I would say the failure of my first company, the failure of my second company, the failure of my third company. And I never stopped trying until I found the space that worked for me. The irony of it all is every single thing that I did that I failed in is what I am using now. It is what has allowed for my company now and the way that I do things for us to grow so quickly, for, for us to be the fastest growing independent American whiskey brand in U.S. history does not just happen. That is literally everything that I learned from every failure is now working all together to create success. And, and I think that that's the way that it works the PR and special events business. Well, the beauty is, is that every, every business, every brand that I've ever invested in, that I've ever run strategy for, I use PR as the number one way to talk about the brand. I will not sell something I do not absolutely believe in. And so the ability to share the story behind a brand is something that I honed back then. And it is something that I rely on now. My second company was called City of David, and it was a Christian clothing company. And it was really me putting my heart 
on, on my wear. It was one of those things where I had an idea and it was a great idea, but I did not put together a plan to roll it out. I put together a plan to basically do the product line, but I didn't put together the plan to roll it out. And it's very similar to my PR and special events firm is I knew how to do it. I knew what I was doing, but I didn't put together a plan to actually succeed and to know what could the overhead be that I could afford versus taking on 10 employees right out the gate. And so with each of these things, it's not that the idea would not have been a successful idea. It's that I did not take the time to put together all of the pieces that would have been required to succeed. My third was an investment in a fine dining restaurant. Everything was clicking on all cylinders on that particular one. But what I discovered on that one and uh, on another investment that I've made is you can't really invest in a product or a type or you have to invest in the person. And if the person, if that founder that you're investing in is not 100% ready, then the business will fail. And after years of backing other people, it was time for a change, whether Fawn wanted it or not. On a vacation that was meant to be a step away from work, Fawn came across the story of Nathan Nearest Green, the former slave who was the first black master distiller in the US, and the first master distiller of his close friend, a man named Jack Daniels. And since discovering Uncle Nearest's story, she's begun a book, secured movie rights, started the fastest growing and most awarded new American whiskey brand in United States history, and much more. But I have, I have always intentionally had my name in the background, uh, not in the background, like non-existent. And the one thing that the Uncle Nearest team, we, they laugh at, but it's a, it's a constant conversation, is me trying to get to the background again. Uh, this is a brand that when I, when I founded it, the second person I hired was a spokesperson. I was never, ever, ever wanting to be in the forefront. When we sent out the press releases, no one would speak to the spokesperson. Everyone wanted to talk to the founder. So it thrust me into a space that I never really wanted to be in, and I actually still don't want to be in it. One of the things that I discovered early on in this process, because initially I had put so much weight to the book and the movie and thinking that's the way it, it needed to be told, that was what was important. And then I went with Nearest's family to go see Hidden Figures. It was absolutely phenomenal. We sat there, we cried, we laughed, we cheered, we jeered, we did all of that. And then when we left out, we were in the lobby of the, of the theater and I remember telling Nearest's descendants, I said, this is how the movie has to be. And so we leave and we're so excited and, and I actually secured the agents, the same agency who repped both the book for Hidden Figures and put together the deal for the film. However, a couple months after, I remember trying to remember the name of the people that Octavia Spencer, Taraji P. Henson, and Janelle Monet played. Those were the three stars. And I absolutely could not remember the name of the people who they were playing. So you have an entire film that swept the world and everybody was learning about these three women. And it was just an incredible film. And yet I couldn't name any of the people who the stars played. The challenge with entertainment at this time, in this day and age, is it's replaced very easily. So what is the story of today? A couple years from now, nobody's gonna remember who that person was. It's going to be replaced with other entertainment. And what we realized is the reason why Jack Daniel, Jim Beam, Johnny Walker, the reason why we're still talking about all of those guys is we're still drinking from bottles with their names on it. That's where we shifted and we began to pivot. 
from the book and the movie having as great of a significance. We're still going to do it, but it is obviously, this is kind of taking a little bit of attention. <laughs> but, but what we realized very early on is, is the legacy of Nearest Green would not live in a book or a movie. It will be there, but that's not where it will live. When we're looking at people still knowing and talking about him and his legacy 200 years from now, the only way it could happen is if his bottle is sitting right next to Jim, Johnny, and Jack. And you've been listening to Fawn Weaver's story. What a remarkable voice. What a distinctive journey. Not fitting in, cutting out on her own, failing, learning from that failure, and applying it all to a big move in her life from the Hollywood Hills of Los Angeles to a place called Lynchburg, Tennessee, where she started a whiskey company. And my goodness, Uncle Nearest Premium Whiskey. Fawn Weaver's story, a remarkable story. An American dream lived beautifully here on Our American Stories. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Hey guys, it's Steve Cavino from Cavino and Rich here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck like a rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max Hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with the new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. When you buy a Toyota truck... You buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer. Check out the amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Are you ready to share some joy and celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's has partnered with iHeart for Women Take the Mic, treating you to the most uplifting and empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So grab a handful of that creamy deliciousness, kick back and spread some positivity into the world from smashing glass ceilings to breaking records in sports on stages and at the box office. Women are crushing it in every way imaginable. And with peanut butter M&Ms by your side, relax and keep listening to women take the mic podcasts 
as you dance your way through inspiring stories, share laughs, and savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&Ms and the unstoppable force of women. Happy International Women's Day. And we continue with our American stories, and we love telling stories about history. Our next story comes to us from a man who's simply known as the History Guy. His videos are watched by hundreds of thousands of people of all ages over on YouTube. The History Guy is also heard here at Our American Stories. Here's the History Guy with a real beauty, the story of Stalin's daughter. On November 22, 2011, an 85-year-old woman named Lana Peters passed away in Wisconsin from complications due to colon cancer. Eventually, her death made it into some newspapers, but it seemed to go largely unnoticed by an American public that seemed to have largely forgotten who she was and all the attention that she had gained during one of the seminal events of the Cold War that happened on March 9th, 1967. Lana Peters, otherwise known as Svetlana Alueva, represented the contradictions of the era of the Cold War and was witness to some of the greatest crimes of that era. She's most known because of her famous father, but is perhaps most notable because of how very different she was from him. The defection of the woman whose birth name was Svetlana Stalina, the youngest child and only daughter of Soviet dictator Joseph Stalin, deserves to be remembered. Born Yosef Zhukashvili in the imperial state of Georgia, then part of the Russian Empire in 1878, Joseph Stalin already had a reputation for brutality when he was arrested and exiled by the Tsarist government in 1908. He had purportedly been responsible for a bank robbery in 1907 that had killed some 40 people and had, as one historian put it, established himself as Georgia's leading Bolshevik. It was sometime during this period that he started using the name Stalin, meaning roughly, Man of Steel. After the October Revolution, Stalin became a trusted supporter of Vladimir Lenin and a vocal supporter of the brutal period of political repression and mass execution called the Red Terror. Appointed People's Commissar for Nationalities in 1919, he took Sergei and Olga's daughter, Nadezhda, who had worked as a clerk in Lenin's office, as his secretary. The two married later the same year. At the time, Nadezhda was 18 and Stalin was a 40-year-old widower, his first wife having died of typhus in 1907. Stalin and Alueva had two children, Vasily, born in 1921, and Svetlana, born in 1926. At the time of her birth, Stalin was general secretary of the Soviet Union and had largely gained the upper hand in the struggle to replace Lenin following his death in 1924. As intrigues continued in the Soviet Union, Stalin's daughter was feted by both the Soviet people and her father, who showered her with gifts and called her Little Sparrow. She became a celebrity in her country, compared to Shirley Temple in the United States. Thousands of babies were named Svetlana, so was a perfume. But being the daughter of the Man of Steel did not lead to an easy destiny. While she was being treated like Shirley Temple, Soviet collectivization of the agricultural sector, essentially forcing peasants onto collective farms, was resulting in various periods of famine. Over the period of collectivization, an estimated 14 million people died due to starvation. On November 9, 1932, Yosef and Nadezhda had a public argument about collectivization policy at a dinner party. When they got home that evening, she went into a separate room and shot herself. To prevent scandal, her death was reported as because of an appendicitis. Her children, Vasily was 11 and Svetlana just 6, were told the same lie for fear if they knew the truth that they might accidentally reveal it. Svetlana did not know the truth of how her mother died until she read it in an American newspaper in 1942. Nearly six decades later, she was quoted saying, I do regret that my mother didn't marry a carpenter. While she still enjoyed her father's favor, with a notoriously unsentimental Stalin even playing little games with her, she and her siblings were also under great pressure to be examples to the Soviet people. And even Svetlana was not free from the brutality of her father's regime. In December 1934, when Sergei Kirov, a fellow revolutionary and close friend of Stalin's, was assassinated, Stalin used the event as a provocation for the Great Purge. In fact, some historians argue that it was Stalin who was behind Kirov's murder as a pretext for the repressive effort to purge what Stalin called enemies of the people, including counter-revolutionaries and, essentially, anyone who was a threat to Stalin's power. 
Among the as many as one and a quarter million victims of the purge was Alexander Zvanich, the brother of Stalin's first wife, whom Svetlana knew as a favorite uncle. More relatives were removed, as well as some of Svetlana's school friends, whose once privileged lives were shattered when their parents were deemed untrustworthy. When she protested to her father on behalf of one of her friends, her father replied to his 14-year-old daughter, Sometimes you are forced to go against even those you love. She later said that it took her years to grasp the extent of her father's crimes. In 1943, Svetlana met and fell in love with filmmaker Alexei Kapler, who was married and 23 years her senior. Kapler later said that he was drawn to Svetlana by the freedom within her. Stalin disapproved for numerous reasons, but Svetlana suspected he was most insulted by the fact that Kapler was Jewish. Kapler was arrested and charged with being a British spy, although it was assumed the actual crime was the indiscreet affair with Stalin's daughter. Stalin destroyed the letters the two had written each other. He banished Svetlana from his house because of moral depravity and even punished her brother at whose home she had met Kapler and her grandparents for failing to intervene. Kapler was eventually imprisoned for 10 years. When Stalin's purchase continued after the war, they ensnared more of Svetlana's family, including her mother's sister. When she tried to intervene with her father on her aunt's behalf, Stalin made it clear to her that she also could be accused. On March 2, 1953, she was called from class. Her father had suffered a cerebral hemorrhage and was dying. Stalin lingered for four days as she believed God grants an easy death only to the just. The family had difficulty blaming the man who had been both patriarch and villain. Even as family members returned from the gulag, they became convinced that it wasn't Stalin's fault that someone else was responsible for making them a political target, that Stalin had been poisoned against them. But the prisoners returning from the gulags were compelling evidence of the crimes of Stalin. The new leader who was consolidating power, Nikita Khrushchev, saw bringing down the cult of Stalin as critical to retaining the support of the people. By then, Svetlana had had two failed marriages and had two children. In 1957, to escape the stigma of her father's name, she went to her mother's maiden name and became Svetlana Alueva. She wandered through love affairs, flirted with different religions, spent another year on a, another failed marriage. A friend later said of her, she was a very kind and warm-hearted person, but it was impossible to escape her terrible heritage. She couldn't trust anyone. How could you, if you were Stalin's daughter? She alternatively had to deal with people who sought to associate with her in hope of getting some favor and others who loathed her for her father's crimes. In 1963, while in the hospital for a tonsillectomy, Svetlana met an Indian national named Brajesh Singh. She sought to marry him, but that required state permission. And once again, she suffered from the curse of being Stalin's daughter. Singh died from emphysema in October 1966. Svetlana was allowed to travel to give Singh his traditional funeral, so long as she did not talk to any foreign reporters. She was staying at the guest house of the Soviet embassy in Delhi, and on March 9, 1967, no one apparently suspected her motives when she went outside, held a cab, entered the U.S. embassy in India, presented her Soviet passport, and asked for asylum. The request took the Americans completely off guard, Chester Bowles, the U.S. ambassador to India, didn't even know Stalin had a daughter, more or less that she was visiting India. Bowles put Svetlana on the next plane to anywhere but Moscow and sent her with a diplomat, actually a CIA agent, as escort to Rome. The assessment by the CIA at the time was, our own preconceived notions of what Stalin's daughter must be like just didn't let us believe that this nice, pleasant, attractive, middle-aged Hofstrau could possibly be who she claimed to be. Svetlana Alieva's defection required a lot of political maneuvering. She had to spend time both in Italy and then in Switzerland before she could finally go to the United States. The Soviets tried to portray her as crazy, calling her Kukshuka or Cuckoo Bird. Later it was revealed that the KGB had made plans to either kidnap her or assassinate her, but they decided not to because it would be too easy to trace back to them. In the United States, she married one last time between 1970 and 1973 to an architect named William Peters. They had a daughter named Olga. She went by the name Lana Peters for the rest of her life. In 1978, she became a U.S. citizen, but in 1984, she and her daughter Olga returned to the Soviet Union. But she found she was shunned there, and she and Olga returned to the United States in 1986. 
when author Nicholas Thompson decided he wanted to interview her for a book he was doing on U.S.-Soviet relations during the Cold War in 2006, he had to do a public record search to find her. She was living in Wisconsin. When she passed away in November 2011, the New York Times found it difficult to even confirm her death, which wasn't even reported in the local newspaper. But it does seem that the woman who was so unlike her father had finally escaped her father's shadow. And a special thanks, as always, to Greg Hengler for the production. And a special thanks, as always, to The History Guy. Please subscribe to his YouTube channel, The History Guy. History deserves to be remembered. The story of Lana Peters. She becomes an American citizen in 1978. But never, ever, I would guess, is ever truly home anywhere. Her story here on Our American Stories. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.